Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the All Heart Podcast. This week we're taking a little rest, much needed break. We've been running, gunning, traveling, being pregnant, you know how it goes over here, so... We're playing an encore episode, one of our favorites. If you've already listened to it, please listen again, share with a friend. And if this is your first time listening, let us know how you feel about the episode. We're so grateful to have you as a listener. Please like, share, leave a review, give us a rating. We have so many ratings. We're almost up to 100 ratings, so Go in the little iTunes app and give us a rating of five stars. We appreciate you. We love you. We look forward to sharing new episodes with you next week. Much love. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, pretty, beautiful, well-rested people. Hey, welcome back to All Heart Podcast. What, what do we say in our intro? We ain't recorded in a minute. Things have been out here. A podcast that is all about joy and pleasure. 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 <laughs> pleasure. As you can tell, we have eaten. And that is causing all forms of biochemical problems with our performance today. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm a tourist. Are you feeling great? Yeah, I feel great. You know what? Um, I just want to acknowledge that this is, we skipped, we skipped a, um, an episode. Like we were supposed to record. Yeah. And um, we know that we haven't been around for a few weeks, but we got here to record and we forgot the equipment. So then yeah. we, we were like. And then we decided that means we were supposed to have a treat day. Yeah. Which we encourage you all to do like yeah. a few episodes ago. So we did it. Yeah, we live we live in we live in our truth. We live in we're living the podcast. Yeah, we practice what we preach. We do. And we were like, sounds like a treat. Like neither one of us were bothered or disturbed yeah. by it. We were like, we didn't try to rush. We had a wonderful lunch. Yeah, it was really good. We had those pancakes. But now you know I try to I try to recreate that moment <laughs> at home. You know I did. You know me. <laughs> You know, I was like, one day I was like, mm. everything was so good. I was like, oh, what a, a banana walnut. It was banana walnut. Those pancakes were amazing. <laughs> and there was like a salmon omelet. Yeah, I didn't try to recreate that. that no, was, but it was really, you couldn't recreate that. Because uh, salmon is a delicate thing. Yeah, it was, to, that was bomb. It though. was amazing. So all that is why we did not. <laughs> End up yeah. recording yeah. a so, podcast that So day. we didn't record a podcast, uh, but that one will come soon. But we wanted yeah. to talk today about, about rest, because that's what we've been doing. Yes, yes. So first, let's check in, because we haven't checked in in a minute. Yeah. Um, How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, I One thing I want to reflect on today is, before we get into our main topic, is what's been coming up a lot is friendship. And... You know, that has that word has evolved mm-hmm. over time for me, but I see it a lot because I work on college campuses and stuff like that. And um I was realizing that like I'm I miss my friends, but I talk to my best friends all the time. And I was like, how do I miss people that I talk to all the time? And I realized this because we're usually talking about work or something we're going to do or we need to do. Mm. So that day that you and I didn't do the podcast was right on target because I needed a day to just 
for us to just be out and be friends and be friends. Right. Right. Um, And so it's great working with your friends and having these creative projects with your friends. But I'm realizing the importance of making time with those same friendships to just be friends and not just creative or business partners. Absolutely. Um, So I think that consciousness is really, really sitting with me. And I'm very grateful, grateful that I have those kinds of friendships. Yeah. Um, but also that we can sit and realize that, great, we work good together in both worlds, but we should make sure they're balanced. Yeah. It was a good time spending like that. Remember that um, lady we ran into? Ran to this lady, yeah. Yo, tell <laughs> she, she was, uh, it was a lady who said that she was fleeing the flyer, the fires. She won't flee. She won't flee. You don't flee. think so? She Dang, would. I'm so gullible. <laughs> That woman was not. Was she not? No. She wasn't fleeing. Okay. No. Well, I thought maybe she was. I mean, it didn't the, all add up. The fires, she wasn't fleeing. She wasn't. <laughs> well, that's what she said. And um, it was a black woman and she sto- uh, stopped. I didn't have cash on me, but Noni did. And Noni gave her some cash and she was talking about how difficult it was for her to be out there. I bought all that from the fires, but I'm, maybe it was difficult for her to be out there. But she didn't come through the fires. I don't know. Uh, every, I think everything she said was true, but it except was like, the fires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, uh, she was looked saying, like she'd been homeless for a minute. Yeah, she was saying it was hard for her to be out there and to ask for help. Um, and then Noan did this great thing, which I which I said I was going to do something about, but I did. But she. <laughs> Pointed out to the woman that like a beanie that she had on had the word queen on it. And she was like, well, you're already rocking your, your crown, queen. And the lady looked confused. And she was like, see, right on your beanie, it says queen. And the woman didn't even realize that she was wearing that, um, which I just thought was this a beautiful storytelling moment. Because, you know, we see everything in stories mm-hmm. of how often we walk around without remembering <clears throat> that we have our crown on. But then she proceeded to try to save us in the name of Jesus. Well, she she was first. She was like, "So y'all, what church you go to?" No, remember, she was like, "So y'all, uh, y'all Christian." We were like, "We good." We were like, "We, we good. good. We good. We got a relationship. We, we good. We good." That's what she said. That's what you said. Tried, mm-hmm. we were, I got a relationship. Yeah. I got a relationship. Yeah. My relationship yeah. tight. Yeah, you know, we we yeah. inseparable. Me and yeah. God. You just keep saying God because Christians believe in God. Yes. So they can't really. Us. Yeah. Just just say God. Yeah. That's so. how we got out of it. I think it's because you did. No, that. but then she remembered. She was like, "So how y'all relate? We like we sisters." And she looked at us like, you lying. <laughs> well, you lied about the fire. So we even. We and, even. And then she was like, so y'all married? And we're like, yeah. yeah. She did ask that. And we're like, yeah, we married. She was like, so um, y'all need to get home and cook dinner. Yeah, she did. I mean, it was a lot. All of a sudden it went from this, it went to a pretty oppressive judgmental situation rather rapidly. But... She, you know, she said, "Why y'all out here? You need to be at you home making cooking. dinner." Yeah, she said, "We gotta go home and cook, man." I was like, "And that's and that's where that's just where we leave you. <laughs> Thank you. We bless you, and have a good day." We were gone after that. She was wonderful. I think that the, you know, that interaction that stayed with me, like in particular, because there's so much growing rapid homeless yes, population absolutely. in in LA area yeah. and i think that as nothing changes and people continue to vote against their own interests here yeah. and to live against their own interests like we're going to continue to see yeah like there's a a whole community of homeless yeah. folks like right by where i live yeah and i'm watching folks on a daily building relationship like 
living living in like creating rules mm-hmm. like I see creating new, society creating society I see new people enter into the community mm-hmm. oh I haven't seen that guy before you know what I'm saying and like how I'm interacting with the folks that are in my neighborhood as well and how they're interacting with me mm-hmm. and you know I just been really thinking about it a lot like yeah. it's it's not something that's gonna it, I don't know it feel I always feel like like why are we not putting more energy into the, yeah yeah like we put a lot of activism into things while we're stepping over yeah someone yeah. that's asleep and like, homelessness is a crisis that intersects with a lot of the things we are advocating for yeah right I mean, it's so mostly as, black people too that's yeah, what really it really me is up. there's a high rate it's a lot of domestic violence victims a lot of people um with health concerns that have led to issues with medical bills um vets i mean it's a lot of the populations that people cl- you know claim to advocate for but you're right they don't see the intersection with homelessness and and right now like the one thing that i notice is with interaction with homeless folks like there's a lot of leper vibes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that like people that otherwise are doing real active work in the world this is like leper like yeah and and that's ingrained in me too mm-hmm. like when she reached out remember she reached mm-hmm. out to touch our hands and mm-hmm. you were like <laughs> well you know i'm a spiritualist energy <laughs> transfers and me too but, to and transfer. me too but like what does that mean you know yeah. that that really stuck with me like what does it mean uh, as a person who's metaphysical to have that energy exchange with somebody that is without a home like, mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. how how are we showing up authentically? Mm-hmm. How am I showing up for you? How are you showing up with me? How are we reflecting each other? Because I'm not really into into pity, right? I don't. There's nothing that I do for folks that is coming from pity. It has yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's like if I if I have it, I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. Like, do you need something? Yeah. Like normally, it's like, do you need something? Are you hungry? And and norm, that's how I was raised, though. It's never even like before the person can ask. I was raised to just already like, Awful. oh, yo, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. and me, I'm not like my mom. My mom is like, people, I have prepared <laughs> yes. for you a, a soup kitchen. <laughs> a I built feast. a soup kitchen behind you. Mm-hmm. Please welcome. <laughs> you know, and like, I, I will usher you and sing to you <laughs> yes, while, will. while you eat your butternut squash. <laughs> you know, but like, I'm just like, oh, oh, you're next to the Burger King. Let me go right. in here real quick. I see you sleeping outside. You don't say nothing to me. Let me go here. Oh, let me get like two of those. Cool. Yeah. Here you go. And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, just here you go. Yeah. To me, that's, and I don't know if that's training. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I was thinking a lot about that because it's just going to be like, there's, there's yeah. people since we, since we've recorded this, there are people living in entire like tent cities. Yeah. Like from the fires, actual people that were in the fires. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> this is the one in the fires. I mean, I think that, and I think particularly with that population and the economic state of that many people find themselves in, I think they're just scared to see themselves in that person. They're scared to see what, Potentially, anybody could suffer yeah. from at the swipe of a pen or the the removal of a policy. You know, Absolutely. could literally floor a person's uh, sense of stability, economic stability, and I think that's terrifying. I, I mean, mean I said this at home. You know, I said it at home, and I was like, "Man, I'm just really bothered right now. It's like keeping me up at night. Like how how I can help the homeless more." And he was like, 
let's just pay the rent. <laughs> That's how you can help the homeless. Pay pay the let's pay just, the rent. He's like, you and I, let's just pay the rent <clears throat> so mm-hmm. we don't become the homeless. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Yeah, but I, that's real though. But we went from having this treat day where we, <laughs> yeah. But I also think that's the thing too, right? So we have this day where we finally treat ourselves, right? Like right. we finally, and then we come from that to seeing someone who's not in that position, mm-hmm. and it's about not feeling bad about the treat day and holding space for the other person's humanity. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'm fucked up. I never even considered. No, that. I know that. But I mean, like, I, I know people, I'm saying that for people who, I know there's people who would. Oh, like, right? who I in that like, moment will feel like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I enjoy myself. No, we did. <laughs> like, we did. It didn't have anything to do with, me having doesn't have anything to do with you not having. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that, to me, there's, because there's plenty. Mm-hmm. So me having doesn't mean you can't have or mm-hmm. you not having is because I have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not an, I'm, nah, like, no. there's, there's plenty, there's, it's infinite, Yeah, the amount that's here for us all to have. That's why I'm always like, oh, how much do I have? Mm-hmm. Oh, for this is how much I have? Cool, here you go. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to get some more, here yeah. you go. Yeah, she was a sweet woman, and then she started judging us, so we had to leave. <laughs> I was like, this is beautiful, and then it just. And then, and now it's. And now it's And over. now it's sex. And now it's over. And now it's super sexist. So my check-in, ah, I've had a really interesting few weeks. Um, my favorite thing has been that I went to Sedona, mm-hmm. and that was really wonderful. I went to something called the Activation Tour. Mm-hmm. I have this wonderful friend. Um, her name is Miriam Hasnea, and she has a podcast. She has a school. She has a website. We can link it. Like mm-hmm. she's she's just really dope. Like um. <clears throat> Like maybe, I don't even know. It was over five years ago. Yeah, I met her over five years ago because I had set an intention. I think a lot of people work on manifestation Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm more so um, like, I'm more so focused on like the kinds of folks I want to interact with. Because a lot of my life here is about relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just realized I had a lot of friends at the time that weren't really reading anything that I was reading. That's when me and you started hanging out again more mm-hmm. too after this. Like I was like, I wanna I wanna be friends with people who've read this particular book or who is are like up on this kind of information because I didn't have any women to talk to about mm-hmm. this information. I was mm-hmm. only talking about it with my partner. And I wanted like more female perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. So I said this like really, I was really clear about it and like prayed about it, meditated on it for a long time. And then I came across her online and I was like an immediate recognition. Like I know this person. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been on earth or wherever, whatever planets mm-hmm. <laughs> I was on. I've done life with this person before and I really recognized them as my kindred. And so we connected and then she came out here. We met in real life and and, and very different than like California people because she's not from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we met, I, I noticed the difference is like she's willing to go the extra mile, which is not the case in L.A. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like friendships in L.A., there's a lot of like uh, you cater to me. Like mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Have you noticed that? No. <laughs> but, you know, I don't fuck with those people. <laughs> <laughs> I really- I've been really blessed to have friendships, and it's and the the few who tried to infiltrate that had that vibe, they know where they are, and it's not well. I know they're not in the club. 
They didn't make it in the She class. totally went the extra mile. I was pregnant when I met her. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I remember is after we met and we talked and we hung out and we exchanged energy, we had an energy exchange, I went to sleep. I got really, really sleepy. And I woke up and I was a different person. Mm-hmm. I felt like my wherever I was before got leveled up, mm-hmm. you know? So since then, like we've been we've been really good friends. She's a, a, a close friend of mine and she was having a, a tour. I was never able to make it because I was breastfeeding. So I went to Sedona for her tour. And it was just like a, a day long retreat. It was really dope. Like I highly recommend folks if they have another one checking out their tour, anything that they have to offer. But one of the things since then I've been like, let me this is the homie. So sometimes when it's the homie, like you forget, like, this This person is bomb. Dope. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I never forget that she's dope. It's just, I was like, dang, you really know what's up. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've considered her one of my teachers for a minute. But, like, on the tour, I was really able to just spend focused time mm-hmm. learning from her. And that was great. And mm-hmm. so I started this week, like, like just kind of re-going back over a lot of the stuff she's taught online. And she has this um this home frequency thing. Like, what is your home frequency? What is that? Like, kind of way to master your own energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure she can come on and talk about it with us. But one way to master your energy is to, she talks about, like, what is your home frequency? Knowing mm-hmm. what it feels like to just be you outside mm-hmm. of anybody else, any mm-hmm. other influence, anything like that. And I've been really like, what is mm-hmm, that? Like, mm-hmm. what is my home frequency? It's it's easy for me to know what my home frequency is as my family unit, mm. right? Like, how do I put it? When I'm out in the world, I'm really clear what my home frequency is. Mm-hmm. But when I'm when I'm home, I don't always know that because mm-hmm. it's like we're five people mm-hmm. as one thing moving around. Mm-hmm. So I've been really trying to dig in, like. What is just me Mm -hmm. and what feels good just being me Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with anybody that lives in this house? What are things that I do that bring me back to myself? And so those kind of questions that she really teaches about are what I've been asking myself. Like, I'm really clear, like, I'm not myself with a with the empty stomach. Like I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not my best self. Oh yeah. Like I'm not. And, and I knew that about myself, but like really saying like, and that's cool. And I think I've been trying to like fight it for a long time. Like, no, like, bitch, you hungry. And that's okay. And like, if you're hungry, you're not, you're not good. You're not good. No. But this is one of the reasons I like being alone. Mm, okay. I, I know my, I'm pretty clear what my home frequency is. <laughs> I don't like being disrupted from it. Mm. <laughs> and I have to remember that there are times when I have to interact with other frequencies and so that adjusts my frequency and things of that nature. At times I have I get resentful about that. So my mom says now, you're better, you're you're no one's better at self-care than you now. Mm-hmm. But it's taken me like 10 years to like really understand that what to me self-care was was protecting that home frequency but see like Like, okay and creating a space where like i can i know what i'm supposed to be doing i feel it i feel good about it i know how to get to that place where i'm clearest and i'm most like comfortable in my own self 
And then I can bring that back to spaces with people. But I do need, I personally need to be by myself to like find it again. Well, you have Pisces moon, like Mm. so do I. Yeah. Like it's that, that thing of like being solo to recharge. Yeah. It's important to me. And and the part that becomes difficult, like if I'm breastfeeding, like, Mm -hmm. like even breastfeeding a toddler, it's like. Like I'll be over here just trying to be in my in my mm-hmm, home frequency. Mm-hmm, I got my guitar, like yeah, yeah. I'm just playing guitar, like eating my snack, drinking my tea, living my life. And then it's like, Umi, yeah, Umi, yeah. Umi, 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 yeah. Umi. It's like, yo, like nah. Umi, look at me, 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 look at me. I like, literally used to say things or feel things like, why are y'all messing up my vibe? Like I used to, but I didn't understand it. They didn't understand that that's what they were doing, that they were pulling me out of my own zen. They didn't necessarily know that. I mean, they were just doing their job. They were big family, right? But, which is fine. But I had to learn. I was, I felt like, y'all don't want me to be great. I've actually said those words (laughs) more times than I can count. Y'all don't want me to be great. I actually actually say, can you let me be great? (sighs) They will see you like meditating and still be like, Hey, I was. You see my keys, and it's like I'm literally sitting in front of a shrine, meditating in another language, and you want me to stop my interaction with this universal energy to find your fucking keys? Yes. Yeah. They yes, do. mommy. And to not do it is to like, what's your problem? Right. So. So that's why. That's why it's like my home frequency. I realize got to be uh, four thirty in the morning. Yes. yes. Or nine thirty at night. That's what I, I think. Have the beautiful thing is it. knowing what it is, and I always tell my clients yeah. this: it's like it's not that it's not always about like always consistently being at peace. It's knowing how to tap into your peace, knowing how to tap into and that knowing frequency. what takes you out of it. So that's yes. that's the thing that like uh, interacting with her work is like her as a person. I mean, she is the queen of relaxation. <laughs> like I always like when I went we to her. We should have had her on today. Then. Hey, she go she gonna be here. Yeah, she gonna she be will. here. We gonna go to her house. Yeah, because her house. It's like I may just sound like a puddle that day. It's no, you're in you're in actual heaven. Mm. Her house is actual heaven. They're like, are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> what they what the they, what they there serve to in everything heaven. is yes. <laughs> yes. What they serve in heaven. Yes. Like I never wanted to go any I was there to do something specific and I never wanted to leave when I was there, you know? But that that feeling of creating all of that, figuring that out for me is figuring out how to do that practically in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. with the demands of having mm-hmm. a seven year old, a mm-hmm. five year old, and a two year old. Mm-hmm. Like those that that's real. Yeah. Like in my life. Like it isn't like I, I mean they're like I I just don't like yeah. I mean maybe I could but there's most of the time I'm with them yeah. and figuring out how to stay because I do a lot of stuff with them that I don't feel like doing yeah and a and a lot of like teachings are like follow you know follow your heart do this do yeah that. and it's like I have to do a lot of shit I don't feel like doing and it's about how do I stay in me uh-huh. yeah when I don't want to. Yeah. Do that. I, I think like to me, a teacher is just teaching the thing. Yeah, right? the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, okay, now how do I make this this teaching apply to my life? Because that resonates. That's yeah. a resonant teaching. Like yeah. so how do I find that? And the big thing is what you said, adapting it to my life. Cause I would I would do what I would say like Pinteresting, where you know, Pinterest makes it look like everybody can have perfect fucking, you know, uh coconut oil, hair curls popping. 
shit overnight. Like that long locks over me. Like your hair in March by the following March, shit is down your back. Like that's some Pinterest shit, right? Mm. And so I used to think that like, oh, I wasn't applying it right mm. if I didn't see the Pinterest result. But I realized, like you're saying, the teacher teaches you something and then you adapt it. And one of the biggest adaptations I had to say was for my life, how do I do this thing? Like how how do I make that work in a way that's still balanced with the way that I live? Part of it was like releasing myself from certain expectations of it and just saying, having moments of that became like right. my goal as opposed to like right. this long sustained right. thing or right. even sometimes I didn't have the power to make my space feel like heaven. So I would have a corner that was my piece of heaven. So I would have to adapt it to what my realities mm. were at the time. And that corner is off limits. Yeah. To everyone. Yeah. I you mean, know, yeah. you, you had me on a curve. You, 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 you almost done. I am, but you know, I had to do that back like when they were about, Eight and five. Was the That's first where time. I'm at. That's yeah. where I'm at. That's where I had to like teach them that I'm a human being who needs space and guru. I'm not just guru. <laughs> guru. Guru. Teach me. Teach me. That's mama, where guru. you had to learn that like I am more than your mother. I'll, I'll be like, hey, hey, look, <laughs> I'm an artist and hey. I'm a this and I'm a that and I need the space. The other day, I'm about to. I was like, I'm going to a comedy club. What's a comedy club? You're going to Can I go to a comedy No No No. (laughs) It's one place You can't go You're not invited Why am I not invited (laughs) You're not invited Because that's not funny (laughs) It wouldn't be as funny If you're invited That would take away From the funniness Of it I couldn't laugh If you were there Right Not as hard (laughs) Not the same way But I did I think the space Actually really helped Creating the little corner Mm. Even though it was small Because it it, You know When they see it in the physical A piece of heaven A piece of heaven A piece of heaven Oh Guru A piece of heaven Guru Because I would break my neck Trying to Pinterest some shit (laughs) And then I would be so upset Oh you should see what Pinterest was I got dreams I would would be so upset I got dreams on Pinterest I got dreams on Pinterest My dreams on Pinterest are large When I tried to take those Pinterest ideas To my home I would be like Why don't this shit (laughs) And I realized like My life is not set up the way that is So I You know the, The piece of it The space was so important Because it was a physical. It was a physical manifestation. They could see what I meant when I said I need space for myself, and they could see it, and they could see what the space looked like, and they knew they were off limits, and that included. It began to translate to emotional space, and then they began to, you know, remind me, "Hey, have you done any writing?" Yeah, <laughs> because they could see my mood change, so they knew what my frequency was. Got they it. learned what my best frequency was. They were like, "Have you done some writing? Do you need some tea?" <laughs> now I get pancakes all the time. Train up a child. Well, let's let's be clear. You you didn't have a two year old, so I got to adapt this shit for me. I still got to again. I got someone that's terrorizing my life right and now. And she will feel very entitled to that <laughs> corner, but you know, even like this is mommy's corner. This is mommy's corner. That little piece of heaven will be just amazing. Okay, let's talk about our our, our main um main topic today. Yes. So our, our main topic today is on rest. Rest. So we've simple. Been, we've been well, so simple. But for t- the two of us, I feel like we both are actually in the same place, learning yeah. how to do it. I would say, when Autumn Planets decided to go in retrograde at the same time, it was yeah. like a universal conspiracy to force <laughs> people like us to stop. To stop. Yeah. 
And we really haven't been able to go full throttle the way we do since then. Yeah, my sister said the other day, I was like, you know what? I love cozy things. She's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, I do. Are you kidding me? I was like, I got my robe. I got my tea. I got my this. I started naming all the things. And she's like, and then you get your laptop. <laughs> I was like, hell and you yeah. you get your phone. Yeah. I get, yeah. I get my money. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I sit down and I make money. Yeah. In, in your that's, cozy stuff. Yeah, I was like, that's not rest? She's like, nah. No. <laughs> it's really not. I mean, it's, we are people who go, we go so hard. I, I mean, literally, I have taught people how to go hard. I have encouraged people to go hard. I have purchased them planners to make them go hard. And it's something that I really have been have prided myself on. And this last part of the year, I have really had to review that and yeah. get really clear about where that was coming from. And it and that clarity, whoa, it, it's been rough. It's been rough. Yeah. So I guess like so culturally, I feel like we're rest resistant. Right. Or Americans. Americans. But Americans, okay. So this is this is where it gets complicated. Americans are both both hard workers and lazy. And lazy, fuck. right? Lazy, lazy as fuck. Yeah. Right. But let's be clear. Let's we're be clear. two we're we're two immigrant children. We are two immigrant children. So we are we are we are African yeah. American. Yeah. Yeah. In some way, right? So yes. we have that immigrant like immigrants are the opposite of lazy. Right. Immigrants don't rest. No. Because you you're here trying to get that dream. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You yeah. here you came for the dream. But also I feel like and this is something that I've been thinking about. Like, like I, it's not just me. It's a lot of people around me, a lot of black people around me, and a lot of the things we're taught by our elders about hard work and working hard and making sure you're doing this and doing your, you know, making sure you look busy. You know, I somebody had told me, um, a student had told me that they got feedback from, so they're in an internship. Okay. And they got feedback from like an older black person there like to always look busy. Even if they weren't busy. But then I remembered, I mean, wow. you know, feet got chopped off if you weren't looking right. busy. So that... I remember growing up, my grandma would say, what you doing? Oh, I'm not doing nothing. Okay, let me give you something to do. Let me give you do. something to do, right? Like, Why? I, I'm right. Like, like, I'm just chilling. Right. But this is birthed, again, out of um, a slavery mentality I mean, she, my of grandma, like... Yeah, yeah, my grandma picked cotton. Right. Right. Like as a or like if you were working in some white person's house and like you didn't want them to like get rid of you or you know, do let, whatever. Let me tell you, I, when I told her I wanted to take them 40 days of rest after birth, when I started researching about postpartum and I am one time I'm one thing I'm really really passionate about is 40 days of postpartum rest. Mm. You did all of that yeah. baby making yeah. and all of that laboring, and you yeah. about to go really hard yeah. for a good solid Yeah. 18 to 25. Yeah. yeah. You're about to do a bid in this bitch. Ooh, it you is need a bid. You, you, t- take a nap. You can take 40 days. Take 40 day nap. And I told her, and she was like, Why are you so lazy? Like, she was like, Nobody did that. You would have never been able to survive yeah. when I grew up. And I said, Good. Like, I know. That's why I decided to be born now. Yeah. She's like, You know what they, we used to do when we had a baby? The next day, you'd be out there in the field with the baby wrapped on your back, picking cotton. I said, that's called slavery. slavery. That's what that is. Yeah. That's called sharecropping. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if it was like outlawed. You were yeah. still a slave. Like, yeah. there's no way with my vagina bleeding yeah. that I'm going to be yeah. picking cotton. Yeah, and it was me? that movement was about, be, for, came from fear, right. a real fear. 
And that's still why we move in a lot of ways that we do and, in and the a way lot that of time, we do. And we don't support each other because that no. was my thing. It was like, yo, I'm going to need I'm going to need this family's help to take this time to have a break. And she was like, why do you need that? I yeah. have five kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's still some truth in it because even though slavery doesn't exist anymore, because we're held at a different standard in workplaces and the spaces that we're in, For if sure. we were to take breaks, we would we would be considered. I I, I see it's it true. all the time. We would it's be true. considered lazy. So we're you're, constantly you're right with that because yeah. I, I was I do remember a week into it, I did start working on a rewrite for my script. I was in bed, yeah, working on a script, yeah, and I was like, yeah. damn, no, I'm like. You just had a baby for yeah. real. Like, I'm like, well, the studio said I got to turn. Like- Absolutely. And, and and if you don't, I mean, I see people and I'm like, how are they getting away with doing that little, like basic, basic stuff? And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm like way overachieving. Right. And, and, and it's like, yet that's somehow equitable because of skin color or because mm. of expectation based on skin color. Or gender. Or gender. And so there's some truth to what they're telling <laughs> us. We are perceived from this longstanding, horrible, irrational right. um, logic. Because what's, what's lazier than kidnapping people to do the work you don't want to do yourself? There's nothing There's nothing fucking there's lazier. Nothing and even now, when you go out to like Hermosa and all these beach places and on a Wednesday, who's having lunch? We're at work, right? So I don't want to hear your shit about laziness. So, But but that is the internal conversation. Well, and yeah. Unconsciously. The, wealthy, the wealthiest among, among us, they don't work. They don't work. They don't work hard. No. Why? Like, they don't have to. No, neither do we. Neither do we. But so we're but we're in a dichotomy where we don't we have to understand where it's coming from in us to challenge it and recognize that we are being viewed that way. So it's like part of the freedom is yeah. in the choice to not act out of that in spite of the fact that you're being viewed that way. Um, but that's a really difficult thing. So one of the things I realized is like why are we so afraid to rest? Well, in, in terms of people of color, in terms of even immigrant experiences, because then you're you're still always trying to earn your place in this country. You're still always yeah. trying to be viewed as worthy in this country, it's no matter so, how hardworking it's you so are. So real, my dad right now he's in a in a um like a home mm-hmm. in like in the rehab section of that home, right? He's in a skilled nursing unit. But in the he's in the rehabilitation side, and I went the other day, and he was like, "I'm taking nursing classes," and I was like, <laughs> "While rehabilitating," <laughs> I was like, "Yo, like, are you? Is there someone less lazy than a, than a West African immigrant? Like, like, are you serious? You're like legit. I'm like, you're taking classes, and he took out his materials. Yeah, he was like, I figure, you know, I've been sick for a long time. I might as well, you know." Be able to take care of myself if anything happens. <laughs> I might as well make this turn this into something. He's like, you oh, know? I'm gonna get some skills in here. I might as well turn these leftovers into chitlins. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what, and and I'm like, damn. I have. I mean, I see it all the time too with students. Like they don't rest, they don't break, they don't because you know they feel like they have to constantly earn and prove their space. And when I think about who benefits from that restlessness, particularly working at a university, but then having right. worked in corporate spaces, is is big, fat, millionaire, lazy-ass CEOs and right. corporations really do capitalize off that restlessness. And not even just talking about labor in terms of that restlessness, but also just in terms of energetically 
all the time, having to be doing something, having to be purchasing something, having to be eating I'm, something. I mean, for real, like having to be clicking on something. Having having I to mean, be working out. Like everything is so compulsive. It's like yeah. it's like compulsive. Like I have you see them on the train too. Nobody's ever just not doing something on a train. Yo, let me tell you something. I've been trying to go with like, along with you and I theme of like you know what, chill out. <laughs> chill so out. Life has been telling us to chill out. So you know, I'm always you know trying to get that that body of the body of my dreams. Mm-hmm. I like this body. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, but there's another body waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. It was between baby number two and baby number three. I achieved that body. That body was my body goals. You got the booty and the hips <laughs> yeah. from the baby, but you you yeah. got to snatch back the wings. Yeah, my yeah. my stomach was just mm-hmm. look, looking great. I was looking at the picture the other day. <laughs> but the other day I was like, you know what? You know what I'm not gonna do in December? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to lose weight in December. Mm-mm. I'm just gonna commit to fluffiness. That's what I decided. Like, uh, like it's throw winter. a waist bead on it. <laughs> I'm like throw it, some waist beads on the fluffy. It's winter. It is. It's winter. Let me just be cozy. Be cozy. Let me put on some sweaters. Mm-hmm. Let me let me put a sweater on it. Mm-hmm. Let, let me throw a sweater on let it. Let me throw a sweater on it. Let me pull some some tights up on it. Tights. And let me let me eat these potatoes. You yes. know what I'm saying? Let me get these carbohydrates. Let me get these carbohydrates. It's such a burden to think about it all the I'm time. Like, look, man, I'm not gonna be eating salads. It's raining. All the time. It's raining. It's cold. It's cold. I'm cold. I'm going to eat salad. No. No. I'm going to work out. Nah. Nah, man. Nah. I'm going to chill. I would have to go out in that rain. Yeah. To to get to the gym. I'm going to chill. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do some shit for my spirit. Like, let me do things that feel. Yes. Let me work. Energetically. Yeah. Let me work out in a way. Isn't that that what this time of year is about anyway, though, right? If we were. If we were back in ancient times, wasn't nobody farming right now? No. Wasn't nobody work? This was like a time of like cozy. Yeah. Like nestle into the house. Yeah. Make sure the fire's on. Get cozy, cozy. Get cozy, cozy. Get Why cozy. are we expecting I want to do a some... song called Get Cozy, Cozy. Let's do so it. I'll be, I drop a hot 16 on it. <laughs> I drop a hot 16 Remix. On but you know, what? part of what forced this review was, you know, I made that decision about my book and pulling my book back and looking at it differently. And you encouraged me to take like a nine day like grieving process. But most of the, most of that nine days was spirit telling me, because you're doing so much, I can't do. Ooh. And it was very clear. Wait, hold on. If we had like a bomb sound <laughs> effect. Like, right there. <laughs> we had a bomb sound effect, it would have exploded right there. So what happened again? But this, cause we it, can't run that back. It said, Spirit said, Spirit during said. my Noni uh, requested yeah. nine days of. Yeah, because I'm going to be clear. Let's just do a little. It, it, if you call me, don't call me if you just want someone to gash you. you no, call me, man. I'm going to give you. I'm Noni's going to give you assignments. I'm going to give you assignments. <laughs> I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the truth. I'm gonna give yeah. you the assignment. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to change some Do you shit, you really want to change some shit. You can call me. Yes, for sure. So I was like, "Bird, I got you. I got my assignment nine days." <laughs> and got into it. And by day three, it was very clear. Spirit was like, "That was your plan, not my plan." Ooh, when God check you, don't it feel <sighs> just to feel different. And um, I can't do anything for you if you're always doing like you're it, this is what it made me feel like and it's so this is so interesting because a lot of us talk about spirituality and maybe we envision it in different ways but the way in which the practice I'm a part of if you're if you're really trying to you're trying to 
you're a divine energy having a human experience, right? You are an uh, energy that will continue on through different dimensions and different ways, different soul cycles, whatever. But you've chosen this human vessel for this particular experience, right? And if that's the case, if, 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 then how does spirit fill you to do what you want to do this particular life cycle if you're constantly moving? I mean, just as simple as if, if spirit, is a, uh, spirit is coffee, how do I fill the coffee cup if the coffee cup <laughs> keeps moving, right? And keeps doing and keeps shaking and keeps like filling it up with other stuff. Like every time I'm ready to pour into it. How do you receive? How do you receive? If you're not, if you're not still, if you're not still, I mean, we could take it to sex if we want to. Mm. How you receive? How yeah, you, how if you, you, if you, how you gonna receive? You that, can't uh, twerk and no. <laughs> how you gonna receive that dick? I mean, how you gonna do how it? How you gonna get it? How you gonna? How you do gonna it? get you keep At moving? At some point, you have to like you just got you for a piece of for a piece of time <laughs> for a piece of time. You have to. But you know what? You know that word, um, selah. Mm-hmm. That's what that means mm. to be still. Mm. To be still in that pause and to to like enjoy that which is the divine, right? It's that selah. Like to me, when I mm-hmm. hear you saying that, like, how can I give to you? Keep moving, you like keep... selah. Like, how do I that the breath? That's what our breath is, yes. right? We're yes. taking a deep breath. <sighs> yes, that to me is that selah. Like that moment of. Resting that moment of ah, uh, and allowing and allowing like not you're not responsible for what's in the cup. What you're responsible for is being this being a clean cup, a joyful cup, a willing cup, an open cup, a uh, pure you know, cup. a pure cup, a cup of pure heart. Really, but the filling of the cup. And literally, I will tell you this. I, so that happened when I don't even know now. It feels like a lifetime ago, maybe a month or two ago. Right, I took that reprieve. I feel like more has happened on my projects. Since then, because literally I left there and spirit was like, stop doing. And I was like, so what am I, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, how do, when I get up in the morning, like, what's my job? Like, give me an assignment. And spirit was like, well, what did you used to do? Hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, I used to write with no particular like yeah. agenda or goal. And I realized in that, that the most successful point in my career was when I did nothing hmm. but write for the fun and the joy of creating, I didn't submit. I didn't audition, and people found me, and yeah. things things flowed to yeah. me as opposed to me always going out. Oh, well, you know, this is my theory. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. and I took myself I out of the that. trajectory. So when you are a moving cup, a cup that's always filling yourself, you almost take your. It made me think, like, if I would have just sat still a long time ago, <laughs> most of the things I probably wanted to come to pass would have come because it's like they've been chasing me, but I haven't sat still long enough for them to catch me. Does that make sense? It does. I think I'm I'm thinking because I have like um two things that make sense. I mean, in me, like there's parts for sure that that I've, I'm very aggressive about in mm-hmm. pursuing of things. I'm, you know, had I had this persona of hustler, mm-hmm. grinder, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then there's a part that's really into the allowing. Yes. And I think that that's the part of me that, most likely dominates because I like miracles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I like the magic of them. Yes, and I and and I'm uh, like childlike. Curi- I have a childlike curiosity about experiencing. Yeah, those kind of. Yeah. Oh my mm. God, this happened! Like 
I love, or that excitement of like, oh, it that's actually like happened. my yeah. favorite mm-hmm. feeling in the Absolutely. world is just to be like when we were in Sedona and then we ran into people that we've been wanting to meet for seven years and yeah. teachers and they just happen to be there too. And then you're just like, oh, oh that's God, amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and that feeling, I mean, talk about like that home frequency, yes. that, that feeling yes. of, of feeling like I'm so mm. on my path. I'm so in this thing, like this magical thing is happening that I'm interacting with the these folks that I've been wanting to meet and it's even better in real life, you know? And it's even better when you didn't have to work. We didn't even try. We didn't even try. I remember we said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we were in Sedona one day with them? We just said that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that and be great? And yeah, they were there. We mm-hmm. were there. They were there. Yeah. We live very far from that. We both live far from yeah. that place. My friend Fatu said, Something she said, I think certain things are less about readiness. Because I'm always like, what I got to do? What I got to be ready for? Let me get ready. Let me get trained. She said, I think a lot of things in life, the best things are about not readiness, but about things just coming together at the right time. Like, which mm-hmm. is just like things just fall into place. And that was like blew my mind because I've been such a prepared person. But that's too about being on your path, I think. Right. That's about being in the flow, in the moment, in that frequency of reception. Yes. Like that ability to say like, ah, oh, this, what's next? That, yeah. that, but that what's next is more like an excitement. Yeah. Not, what am I going to get? Not a plan. Yeah, not a plan. Well, what you am said I something get? important to me too. You said you think what blocks manifestation for people, because I was like, well, they tell people to do all this positive thinking and to envision it and to see it and vision board it. And you said, yes, but I think the mistake people make is that then they hold on to that in their minds as opposed to letting it go. Yeah, you have, that's and that. Oh my you God! Have to let I feel it like go. nobody says that out loud enough. You have to let it go when you, when you're manifesting something. You definitely have to let it go and know. I did not get the memo yeah. about the letting it go part. And you have to go do your work, which is be in alignment with that thing. Be it that clean, you joyful. You have still. to be in alignment with what you're requesting. Yeah. But really, that's about being, right? So we focus on the doing, which we've said this before, but really to be in alignment, all that's required, all spirit is ever asking for you is to be a a good vessel, be a good container so so I can bring you these ideas, so I can bring you these blessings, I can bring you this inspiration, so I can bring you this person. But if you're not thinking about what kind of container you are, Right. Then you're focused on doing all these other things. Then you're not focused on the thing that would prepare you or allow you to be ready when I'm ready to send this over. Absolutely. Okay. So what I've been wanting to talk about in this section of rest is a concept I've been practicing for a little bit, about a year, called Huga. 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 It's a Danish concept. And to be honest, um, when I when I saw this concept and so Scandinavian, I was like, what does it have to do with me? Yeah. Can you tell them the spelling? Because I believe the way it's pronounced is misleading. It's um H Y G G E, which to me reads Hagi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's huga, and huga means enjoying life, resting, getting cozy, cozy. Yes, let's yes. get cozy, 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 cozy. Let's get cozy, cozy. Um, it's about pleasure, presence, and participation. So, 
about a year ago, um, uh, I don't know if I've talked about on here that I homeschool. I'm not sure. It's not mm. something that I don't lead with that. In life. You don't lead nah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't lead with that in life. Like, hey, I'm a homeschooler. <laughs> but I do homeschool my children. And I had... <clears throat> I had to try to get, okay, I was educated by educators at home too. So Mm -hmm. everyone in my home is an educator. Hmm. So I would get home from school, I would do my homework, and then somebody got some more work for me to to get down with. And so when I first wanted my first child to go to preschool, we took him to a little meeting and it was um, uh, whatever the one is where they don't believe in reading. I don't know. They don't don't believe in reading early. Uh, uh, not Montessori, Waldorf. So we took him to a, a Waldorf school and um, they were like, but he can read. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. He's two, but he can read, you know, it's cool. And they were, or he was almost three. They're like, no, no, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and I realized in this kind of interaction with mm-hmm. them that they felt like I was pushing him to do a lot of things mm-hmm. academically too mm-hmm. young. And the more I started to research about child development and education, I realized that there was a whole, like, countries and societies full of people that didn't even start teaching anything to the child was seven. Yeah. It was just yeah. all about playing yeah. and all about, like, creating a life and learning, and, naturally. And learning naturally and creating um, good habits yeah. and and those things. And so I started to kind of change the way I approached mm-hmm. t- raising my children with their education because mm-hmm. before I was like my baby the first can read one is always the experimental he was child the experiment. I mean, yeah I know That's, I mean thank mine God too. I mean, he's, mine too he's, 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 I make it up yeah. I try to make it up oh, he, re- he read like 300 page novels now he's seven but you know good good for him yeah, yeah. you know good for him but his siblings didn't really have to go through yeah, all that. you're like I don't know if the other ones are trying to do all that <laughs> not right now because I wasn't doing flashcards with them when right, they were eight right, months old right like, Right, right, and he he learned quickly, but that's beside the point. The point is more to which is what we're talking about is to have enjoyment of life, Mm -hmm. have a true enjoyment of life, and not just like you're supposed to just do this output. I'm Mm going to teach you how to read so you can be a reader and you can do this. That's a doer. That's training a doer. It's training a doer. It's training someone to accomplish things. And so I'm always kind of fighting this as a homeschool mom of like how to balance between not being all the way unschooler who is just like, right. follow your curiosity, son, until you're 18 and I'll follow you, you know, which is great. No knock to unschoolers because I use a lot of their their methods yeah. at home, but also not being so fucking uptight yeah. shit, you know, just... I will say I do believe your children are very clear about their home frequency. <laughs> And rather protective of it. <laughs> so I think this method has worked for you so far as an outsider. But because I was, so I was in a place last year where I was like, I want to put more home in homeschool. Mm-hmm. I want to put less school, more home because we're home. Mm-hmm. So it should feel like homeschool. Mm-hmm. And so I started like figuring out what are ways that people create more home. And I started discovering Huga. And in Huga, it's all about like, Creating a comfortable, restful, <laughs> pleasurable life. Mm-hmm. So I took my kids, put them in the car. I was like, we about to go buy some blankets. Like mm-hmm. blankets for mm-hmm. what? Everyone gets to pick their blanket. We just went and we bought, like we got some lighting. I strung up some lights, some mm-hmm. like twinkle lights mm-hmm. everywhere. We just we just started like really doing little things to create more 
Huga. Huga. In our mm-hmm. in our life. And so I wanted to kind of talk about the different things that are in the Huga manifesto. And mm-hmm. maybe we could talk about more how like people of color could put how we do this. Yeah. You know, in certain parts of the hood, they are they wear flip flops and and uh, I mean house, house shoes, shoes house and the robes and robes to the stove. Like in the, the regular. Other, I'm gonna tell you I they've saw, been practicing the it was, it was like 7 p.m., maybe 6 p.m. I saw somebody with her bonnet on yeah. outside, but it was one of the big bonnets that, that I should have. That should count as Huga, because <laughs> she's a person of color. They call it lazy. You see what I'm saying? Because I swear to God, when I first read this, when he showed it to me, I was like, we when we do this shit. Okay, so let's go through each one, and maybe yes. we could talk about how we could put more of this in okay. our life. Okay, so I'm gonna go through the Huga Manifesto different yes. parts. It's gonna be like a game. All yes. right, it's okay, like this is gonna game. be a game. So I gonna love it. I love a good game. I love right. a game. Okay, so this one, the first one on the Huga Manifesto, enjoying life, rest, and getting cozy, pleasure, presence, and participation. The first one is atmosphere. Okay, creating mm-hmm. an atmosphere in your home, like the Dane, the Danes, they they be lighting their little tea candles. tea lights and okay. candles. Okay, check so, check. so for black folks, <laughs> incense. Get your incense. You know how we feel. Get your incense. Okay. Uh, big lots got them the tea candles in yep. case you fall asleep. They burn out after three hours. Yep. Uh, and yeah. that don't that don't affect your electric bill. Okay, and maybe our our brown folks, you know, or our yes. Afro Latinos, yes. or maybe our Filipinos, get you them tall candles with the Mary on them. Yes, you know that what I'm that can burn for seven days. Yeah, we burn them. There's, there's you know, there's the ones we burn it. <laughs> those are the ones can yeah, burn. We, yeah, I got, got some of those. I got a mixture. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, you know, that's so, part of atmosphere. So for they sure. have lightning, lighting, blankets, and comfort, mm. taking a break with a good book in a cozy place at home, spending time in nature, bringing nature inside, light that mimics the magic hour. So you're saying we need some incense, just get our incense. Incense, maybe an indoor plant, you know? Yeah. There's like different plants that I, I saw this article where eight plants. That the astronauts take into outer space with them because they help their their oxygen producing. Oh, what about smoke weed? You can put that yeah, right there. You can throw that Rain on nature. there. Throw, I think That's they might they... already have that covered. <laughs> that might already be on the list. But that's like that's like though creating an atmosphere. It is. Creating an atmosphere for yourself. It is. Getting cozy with a book. Getting cozy with a blunt. Yep. Yeah, a book and a blunt. That's and how time in nature, if you don't have a backyard. And you don't trust your local park. See, that gets that gets kind of difficult. So I want to talk about this because I live in an urban environment mm-hmm. and I don't have a yard. Mm-hmm. Like Thea got a bomb ass yard, you I know. Have a yard. You have a really great yard. But for me, you know, I got on that group on. Yeah. Okay. Tiffany yeah. Haddish. She yeah. told me she told yeah. me what's up. Group on. I got that group on. And for sixty nine dollars, mm-hmm. which is what? You say what? Uh, t- t- about ten dollars a month, mm-hmm. six mm-hmm. weeks. $69, something like that. I got a family pass to the botanical gardens. Oh, those are beautiful. And those botanical gardens, the Arboreum, they you can go to any different botanical gardens in like a whole kind of like network of botanical yeah, gardens. Yeah, there are. Yeah, then there's another one, the American Horticultural Society. Mm-hmm. I think you can pay $35 mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. become a member, mm-hmm. and you get into like a thousand different gardens, including Desconso. Oh wow! So I'm saying that there's so there's ways there's ways, yeah, and so we sure. go once a week. Yeah. Oh, that's once good. a week to a garden. We meet friends and we go for a walk in the garden. And mm-hmm. anytime in the middle of the week, if we need like a real tune, oh, let's just pop up to the garden that's mm-hmm. by our house. But at any point, we have somewhere to go that is nature. Yes. And of course, there's parks. You you might yeah. not trust a lot of the parks in where I live. 
I don't. I mean, people get shot there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you may not feel like you want to do that. But I think, like you said, I love the uh, idea of getting those passes. The other thing I tell people sometimes is... um, And that's for your whole family. Remember, it's sensory, too. So, like, I love... I tell people to listen to the recorded nature sounds. I do that like too. Like that, that, it's very sensory. It puts you in the mindset of being in that space. Yeah. So if you can't get to the place or money is tight, those things, there's like a ton of free ones on uh, YouTube and on um, like Spotify and stuff like that. So that is a way of like, if you close your eyes and you wrap yourself in your blanket and you got your incense going, next thing you know, you are by a waterfall. Or or, or bring one little indoor plant into yes. your house yes. and like really just take care of that plant. I'm not, I don't have a green thumb but i've been taking care of one plant that's it i just got this one plant yeah i make sure to take care of that plant i gaze at the plant it makes you plants really make you slow down mm-hmm. or pay attention or like i think when we think about nature we like have a certain thing in our mind like you got to be in the forest or at an ocean yeah. But you have a pet. If yeah. you have a pet, yeah. you're interacting with nature. Yes. Riley is currently being groomed as we speak. Open the window. It's beautiful. Open the window. That's wind. Yeah. That's the breeze. Open the window mm-hmm. and experience some of that nature. Okay. Yes. All those go are good. Next one. Presence. So this is like, turn off your phone. Be present with everything and everyone around you. Pay attention to the needs of those around you you and show up in small ways like let's say if someone is cold you bring them a little blanket put mm-hmm. it over their shoulders you offer someone a, a hot of cup of uh, cocoa or something like that this one's gonna take baby steps now all right i know all of so, us are addicted yeah this is gonna take baby steps because i find that because we're not used to being together it can create this awkwardness that makes it like i don't want to do that again so what mm-hmm. i've done is like started to put i suggest people come together around a mutual thing. So it could be like, okay, we all agree to get under our blankets and really cozy and have a movie movie night. night. Mm -hmm. Or it could be we could have a late night dance party. Or a game night. Or a game night. Mm -hmm. So start there and then eventually you can like start to taper some of those things. Often you find that people are more so engaging with each other than the activity itself. Mm. But it, but initially there's like an awkwardness because we're conditioned to feel like we have to be doing something and not necessarily with each other. But I think we can achieve that. I think we can achieve presence that way. Okay. I think another thing too, for me, I'm addicted to my phone mm-hmm. and that little, I think we're talking about it like that, like app screen time. Mm-hmm. Like I just try to like yes, set You some, told me that. It's been helping me. Yes. Yeah, set some goals for yourself with the screen time app, mm-hmm. but also finding moments when I come in to just don't take your phone out of your bag. Put yeah. your phone in yeah. your bag yeah. and leave it somewhere. And then as soon as you walk in your house, leave your phone somewhere and then go and interact with your family members. Hey, how are you? Give everyone a hug Mm -hmm. before you wake up and check your phone. I know that's like the biggest habit of everybody. But before you wake up and check your phone, give yourself some things like before I check my phone, I do this, this and this. And even if it's like you're starting to be present five minutes more a day, that's five minutes more. That's five minutes more. Listen, in therapy, we measure progress by intensity, duration and frequency. If there's a negative habit and you're doing it less frequently and when you do it, it's not lasting as long and it's less intense, all that is viewed as progress. So five minutes is progress. I would also throw out that cooking together could be one. Cooking together is great. And yeah. I think even w- we can get even smaller baby steps. When you're talking to people, just look them in the eye. How about that? 
Just start right there when you want to do presents. Or how about not typing or texting while the person's talking to you? <laughs> if we want to take a smaller baby step, can you not ignore my ass when I am looking you dead in your face and you still type and talk about I'm listening? You, you go, are not. You, you're going out to lunch with the homies. Just don't put your phone out. Just yeah, put, it, put in, it in the bag. Unless yeah. you're a midwife. Yeah. If you're a midwife yeah. or you got an infant yeah. at home. Yeah. If you got a breastfeeding yeah. child at home, okay. Everybody else, you're not excused. The next one, pleasure. Oh, you know, we're really fucking good at this part. Because I tell you what. Pleasure. Treats, coffee, tea, cake, warm stews. I'll tell you what. We may not go to the doctor regularly. As a people. Patties, uh, sweet potato pies, (laughs) and then Popeye's Cajun turkeys was sold out. (laughs) Quick, fast, and in a hurry. We do. Can we get a quick? I just want to know how that uh, Popeyes, because I want everybody to know real quick. Thea sent me a picture. First of all, I'm a pescatarian now. If you remember, follow my journey. I think you and I follow my journey on Instagram like 50 times this year. We've been different types of terians. I'm gonna be a pescatarian for a minute though. I'm 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 off that that dirty bird. But you right. I was. (laughs) You right. Be off it. I'm off that dirty bird But I wanted to know Because Thea sent me a picture I was at like a hospital ICU or something Like one of one of the homies passed away I was grieving And she sent me a picture of a Popeye's I feel like this always happens to you Like when things are in their roughest spot I send you something You send me some random shit And I'm like And then you're like such and such happened I'm like oh shit Was that the wrong time to send this picture? My bad but did you? But did it? You still want to look at the picture? Like, is it helpful to look at this picture? Maybe it's a good distraction. Because <laughs> I was like, because I remember that I was in such a bad place that I couldn't be dishonest with you. Because normally I would have been supportive. Like, okay, you was like, fuck that bird. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care what you say, girl. Everybody trying to get these Popeye chicken. When bougie black people who can afford the most expensive damn turkey in the world are clamoring to buy the Popeye's Cajun turkey, you you pay attention. That's my that's my who. <laughs> One of my things about Huga and food has been if I'm in another country, if I'm in some place where I'm gonna taste some rare shit, I am not gonna deny myself that because I'm a something Terrian. I'm gonna try it because that's my Huga. Your Huga is Popeye's Cajun turkeys. Let was it good you, though? Let me, was it good though? Let me explain something. To let you me all. tell you. I gotta get a different voice. What, was it moist though? Let me get y'all. We went to, <laughs> first of all, let me explain something. Okay. I don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. Boom. I mean, we I mean, we didn't. Well, you know, we don't we don't call it that in my family. We're like, let's get together, niggas, play some dominoes, eat some turkey. Like we don't <laughs> call it that. But here we go. So you the turkey is pre is fully cooked, rubbed down in all kind of the Popeye seasonings. Right. All you got to do is pop it in the oven for two and a half hours. That's it. Right. When we went to carve this turkey, the the meat just started like falling, <laughs> folding into the juices. Vegans below. Vegans like, turn this. Yeah, down. just close your ears. Close your ears. And I was like, "Well, my lord, it's like it's like it wants to be in the juices, right? It's like it's <laughs> seeking the juices." Just so you knew, we are on Huga treat. Yeah, this just is a Huga treat, yeah, right? Just, just in case you so were wondering. So I we went to taste the piece, remove it from the juices. <laughs> And I was like, well, got damn. <laughs> this is a spectacular bird if I have ever had one. To the point where, like, everybody in the house was like, like, 
you know, at the end, you packing up. You, you know, to, you got your used to, used, to, used to be a vegan until you heard this. I did. You did. No, I'm, you talk, did. I'm no. talking about the present list. But if you are a hooga, if you are a hooga vegan, <laughs> which you allow yourself to do it on the rare occasion, you're in a room with a, a Popeye's Cajun turkey, <laughs> then you allow yourself the pleasure of having it, right? So it was so good. Folks was trying to grab it because we wanted to make other stuff with it, like soups and stuff. And I did. And that was a freaking amazing <laughs> soup. <laughs> and it was the best Yo, I haven't, soup I've ever had. I haven't craved meat since like September, but I kind of want to taste it. But it was I, a thing. I feel like I, I was not let down. I feel like my man would judge me, though, for like eating fast food turkey. Like, But is it fast food turkey? Yes. It is not. They cook it. They fully cook it. It's not whatever like you just you walk gotta, in there, you get it like you get the wings. You do like that. It's whatever, like whatever you gotta listen. Li- li- all I'm gonna tell you: listen. fast food turkey or not. One thing I know about amazing. black people: we be like, listen, listen, listen. Well, that's what that text said. But <laughs> it's amazing. It was amazing. Okay, so back to Huga. What can I think? Black. I okay. think I think people of color got the pleasure part of Huga. I do. Down. I almost feel like we need to pull back. Yeah, I feel like the Huga part. It says enjoy with restraint. It we, says so you we need the have, restraint part. Yeah, it says you shouldn't have a stomach ache at the end of your treat. <sighs> yeah, can we tie this back into slavery too? I'm sure we can blame everything on slavery at some point. This is if y'all had fed us right. But I don't think the Danish did they engage no, the in Danish slavery? Didn't. No, they didn't. But I'm just saying our <laughs> trouble with like I don't know. I can relate it back. Give me give me an episode and I'll figure out some. Okay, I'm gonna go to the next part of the hookah. Yeah, quality and harmony. Uh, uh, this part is really important to me. Um, we over me share the tasks and airtime. No need to brag. It's not a competition. Listen, create. Why are you laughing? Because this shit ain't going on. <laughs> Listen, this is hunger. This is we can enjoy life You're more. Right. Do this you know is, that the Danish are some of the happiest people on the planet? This, this is this is why. This is one of the reasons. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. We know there's others. Yeah, it's like yeah. so like also socialism. Like socialism. <laughs> that's why it's a big fucking part in your hygge life. <laughs> look, that's not, is that on this these, list? Socialism. These, look, these these people know how to rest. They rest. They blonde and they rested. Okay. Listen, they say create evenness, equality, balance. Everyone is valuable and worthwhile. How can we do more of this as people of color? Because I feel like we be trying to talk over each other instead of saying, you have the floor now. You have the floor now. You have the floor. Leo lead us. I don't think I can lead us. I don't think I don't think the Leo can lead in this particular example. And I think some of it comes from like when you're constantly undervalued or devalued, it's really hard to understand and find this balance. Um, I would say that we over me yeah. share the task and airtime. And then I feel like. I think to the key I want here, black women to brag more. Okay, but I just feel like the key here is like the more we listen, like the more we listen, the happier we'll be. I really do. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that that we definitely need to do. And we do so much mm-hmm. talking and so much. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like just chill. Like just have some harmony. Like allow the other person. Here's the thing. Enjoy the reason why I have a lot of Leos in my life mm. is because I enjoy being entertained. Okay, mm-hmm. I, and Leos are very entertaining. We're very shiny. Yeah, you're very, we're shiny, very shiny and beautiful. Shiny. But it's like let people entertain you. 
Like you don't yes. have to be the one talking. You don't have to take up the space. Mm-hmm. Let let life entertain you. Let life give you something. And to me, that's what this is saying for I us. I think that starts though with understanding that you don't lack and... You know, I, I mean, it's not that I don't think these things can be achieved by us. I definitely think they do. Yeah. I think this part comes after we do some decolonizing of our value in other areas. But I definitely think it's achievable. I definitely think, of course, it would make our lives feel a lot better. We over me. I think that we have that in our ceremonies. I think mm-hmm. when we when we see folks of color have ceremony, we are we know we're in sacred space. Mm-hmm. We know, okay, that's the Baba Lao mm-hmm. or that's the priestess or mm-hmm. that's the medicine person. Mm-hmm. Like that's then we're able to be I'm the student now. And and yes. I am a part of this community. If you're in those practices, yeah, but yeah. I'm a part of this community. Do I mean we over me? You could put it at a show, like yeah. you go to a hip hop show, like yeah. it's we over me. Everybody's bobbing their head, giving yeah. it up to yeah. the person that's on stage, saying the words with the person on the stage. At that at that point, that person is is the healer. That yeah. person is the person holding court. Yeah, that person is is getting all of that yeah. that energy from us. And I think we have the ability to put our our shit down For and sure. our egos For and sure. go into a show and give money and say, Oh wow, you're amazing and walk out and still have our integrity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like and it's just like take those same things. What are some of the small steps though? Like cause remember how we had to break down the game night? Yeah. So give me a small step in this, right? I mean, I think for me, the way I would start is teaching us about active listening. Absolutely. I think if we can start with that, there's a book called Nonviolent Communication, The Language of Love. Right. That book taught me so much. I would never have thought I was like a debater or a combative communicator Mm. before Mm. then, um, but I was. And that book really showed me that because it was about, one of the things it talked about was, do you communicate to be right or do you communicate to exchange ideas? And really thinking about why you're opening your mouth before you open your mouth. And so I would start, my baby step for this particular um, principle would be listening, like active listening, teaching active listening skills so that everyone through the listening process feels valued and then building out from there. Mine is that I'm curious and I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that all of us could probably do that more, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. (laughs) Approach things from a place of curiosity. I'm going to go back. Okay. Um, So I think that this one is something that I actually have a lot of mastery around, the equality and harmony principle, is that I think we can all do a little bit more of by being curious and asking questions. I think the more questions we ask of those around us, it's as simple as someone is telling you a story. And instead of saying, oh, I know what that's like because when I was over here and this happened to me Mm -hmm. and like recentering it on yourself, it's, oh, really? That happened to you? What happened? Well, how did you feel when Mm -hmm. they said that? Mm -hmm. It's just really simple. It's like when someone's telling you something, instead of you making that story About about you, which is fine. Nobody's tripping on you. But if you want to have a little more huga in your life, yeah. ask them a little bit more. Yeah. Because then that person feels like, wow, they, they really want to know more about me. Yeah. And then you also get the opportunity of learning from yeah. somebody. Yeah. Which to me, that curiosity in others and asking others questions, it only deepens me as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Curiosity over judgment or assumption. 
Yeah. And I think that one error that you just talked about that happens a lot, um, people sometimes think relatability is the same thing as validating. Yes. So like they say something about themselves because they want the person to feel like, oh, I can relate. But what ends up happening is they're, they do, they shift it from being, addressing that person's feelings. Yeah. Um, and they should prioritize validating that person's feelings over um, relatability. Because yeah. relatability is an assumption about what that person and wants. It, and it'll start just going back and forth. Because I've yeah. been in that conversation dozens of times where I'm saying something and you're like, oh, I feel you because when I, and mm-hmm. then you say that and I'm like, yeah, I feel you. Because then, then each person just, it's like. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and we never got, we never addressed the first thing. Yeah. No, and, that's a good one. That's a good tip for that one too. And then huga, the next thing for this huga manifesto is gratitude. We've talked about gratitude before. Definitely. A lot. What if this is heaven? Savor it and be grateful. This is something that I read in the huga manifesto that I didn't agree with. That felt mm-hmm. a little bit not culturally oh. sensitive. <laughs> it said, "What if this is as good as it's what if get? me living in this socialist country <laughs> with all other white blonde people is as good as this is my heaven?" Good. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy that, Danish people. <laughs> What if this shit? No shade to the Danish. No shade to Danish. But what if I am undocumented living in the United States of America and I'm saying, this is heaven on earth. This is the best. It said, what if this is as good as it's going to get? But what I took that is like, what if this moment is a pinnacle moment and you're not paying attention to it, right? Mm -hmm. What if this moment is really amazing and it's better to savor the moment, like to feel feel the heat. They're saying here is like feel the heat of the tea in your hand or the aroma that's coming from your coffee or the feeling of, of the wool mm-hmm. against against your body or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like savor that. Have yeah. gratitude for that small thing that's happening. Yeah. And when we, we really have gratitude for those small, tiny yeah. things, it makes... Or even in life. this moment that can feel really difficult or really challenging there's still something in this moment to be grateful for. So identify that thing. Absolutely. The next one actually is truth. No drama, no politics. What do you think about this one? Can we do this one? A truce in the moment, like have times where you don't discuss things that will cause any discord between you and another. (sighs) (laughs) I'm well, just, just, you know what? They're not saying this for all the time. No, they're just is, saying if you have periods in your life, have spaces in have your life, spaces where in your you don't, life. I there are times when I choose when when someone maybe is being difficult or has a view that I feel is problematic that could turn into like a back and forth debate. That I I choose to be like, you know what? Yeah, not going yeah. to engage that for today. more for more cozy cozy more rest more peace in my life recently. I muted all the political things Mm -hmm. with the exception of news about the caravan. Mm -hmm. If it's not news about the refugee caravan, I don't want to hear it Mm -hmm. because just it's like better peace of mind right now. It doesn't, it's not going to last forever. Right. But give me a couple of weeks. Give you a truce. Give, I want a little truce. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes this can be difficult because like something will come up where I'm like, that was racist. Right. Do I feel like. Having that conversation. No. And then sometimes I'm like, if you, you know, if you, if you don't have the conversation, what will happen? I just make it a judgment call based on how I feel. Like if I have the energy, great. And I feel like it's a worthwhile 
opportunity. But if I don't, I'm just like, somebody else is going to have to check them. I mean, and to me, it's not And somebody all, else will. Yeah, it's not all worth it. Like, I think this, we can apply it in our relationships, like our marriages, our partnerships, yeah. our close friendships. Like, sometimes when you're with that person, just don't say that shit that you know that is going to get to them. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that just you don't know. don't do it. Yeah, there's this stuff that you know that causes discord. Don't bring that shit up. Yeah. Just have some time where you don't bring that shit up. Just chill and with that person. And if you have feelings about it, because what I don't like is for people not to say what's on their mind and then it builds resentment. If you have someone you trust, like a really, really, somebody, a friend that'll hold you accountable, that'll tell you the truth, then sometimes it's good to process that with the person who it's not causing discord with, right. a person who's more neutral with it, where they'll be like, well, there's points on both sides or whatever the case may be, then to go directly at it with the person Look, of discord. Like right here to me, it's just like on a day to day, like they're saying that they they know how to create a life of comfort. So there can just be times where you just decide, I'm not going to, like, you don't have to. You don't have to talk about the shit that gets on your nerves. You don't have to talk about the shit. I don't like that. You know? Yeah, there are times. Yeah, there are times where you could take a break. You could take a break from it. Yes. There are times you will discuss it. (laughs) Of course. Yes. But there are, it is good to take a break. I do. Because, you know, we know people, we're not going to name names, but we know folks who are like constantly mad about shit. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't ever get tired of being up in arms like you you know and I know we talk about social justice and social political things here and every space I'm in I talk about it but I don't think about it all the time and I'm all my conversations in my life are not about that because I would never have any joy yeah I would never have any joy it is yeah. not my only mission in life to yeah. tackle in a very old system <laughs> of of Racism yeah. and sexism and all Some, the things. Sometimes you just. I'm gonna do my part. Sometimes you just don't bring up racism. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you don't bring up. You don't bring up poverty. If it will cost you your joy in that moment, I think your joy is worth more. Because to me, mm-hmm. your joy is actually um, a weapon against racism. And maybe that's how we can achieve this like truce kind of quality here is. Have times where you you decide I'm going. We're going to be discussing these kind of subjects, mm-hmm. and these kind of subjects are you know are conflict free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know whatever yeah. that is to you, like in your home between after at dinner time at home, we're only going to talk about the family and what right. we love about the family and what we're grateful for as a family and what went well for us today. You know, like you can. I think that we can. So create this those. comes up. For my husband and I, when it comes to date night, because we don't get out much. Okay. So he wants to discuss every freaking political thing in the world or something somewhat work related. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, oh, no, 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 we don't get this time. This is not the time to discuss things that are going to require a ton of thought or opinion or could lead to some form of argument. Like, this is just where you tell me how beautiful my eyes are. (laughs) <laughs> and then you hold my hand mm-hmm. and then we go get like something sweet. Like this is huga yeah. time, right? <laughs> um, but now I'm thinking I need to maybe use huga to make it clear. Like yeah. date night, our time is so precious and sacred and it's we don't have it all the time. Right. That I need that space to be free from any potential drama. Yeah. Well, you know, I work with my family mm-hmm. and I work with all my friends. Mm-hmm. So I work with almost everyone and like, yeah, I do have to put up like different kind of boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. 
Okay. And the last two are togetherness, which is building relationships and shelter, safety and security around you. And I think they kind of go together. This is about like being together, building relationships, being intentional about being together. And retelling bonding narratives stands out to me because, mm-hmm. again, say we have that family time and you start bringing up old shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what that's for. It's more to talk about, remember that time we did this thing and it was really great versus like some old beef. Mm-hmm. Please do not call a hygge family meeting and then bring <laughs> up old beef. <laughs> and we get caught up in that. Like sometimes we get, you know, you, it's kind of like, okay, I'm about to be ratchet, but like on Love and Hip Hop, they always had these sister dinners or these vacations. They like, let's all go to Jamaica. Right, We've been right. through so much drama. They do this hygge style yes. vacation. Yes. They get to the table. Everything's calm right. and good. And somebody got to bring up some old shit right. every single time. <laughs> we do not want to be that. That is the opposite of hookah. Hold that shit in until we get back from Jamaica is basically what the Danish are saying. <laughs> be together. Have a family. This is mm-hmm. things that we could do. Be together. Have I used to love to hang out with my folks that had game night. A lot of my Baha'i friends, they would have game night. And it would be the best times ever. Yeah. Like Just playing games, being together, being in, in a safe place, yeah. a place in a home, not at a restaurant, not out, but in a home, in yeah. a nice shelter, feeling safe, feeling secure, feeling being warm. together, feeling warm. And there was no, there was no drugs or alcohol present. There was just, just the the companionship. Yeah, yeah like it was yeah. amazing. It's, yeah, it taught me like how how cozy that could be. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. we gave a lot of tips through there. Actually, <laughs> I felt like I feel. I feel good. I want to take a nap. Now I want a huga <laughs> or go home and a huga. So um, the words from the words from the heart that I will leave you all with is that a friend, uh, a fr- two friends, told me they, whenever they catch me saying "I want," they tell me not to say "I want" because "want" implies lack, but to say "I desire," so that I can attract that thing to myself. And that I lack nothing so that I desire something, but I, I don't want because I have everything, everything's available to me. And so that's really helped me to reframe and stay in that place of gratitude and abundance, but also to realize that I can renegotiate some of my haftas. So like I said, after that nine day uh, you put me on, when I was like, what do I do? How do I get out of bed? And I realized I was usually being driven out of bed by the haftas. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. And what started to pull me out of bed became the I want us. I want to do this. Mm. I want to do that. You know, I desire to do this. I desire to do that. And being pulled out of bed by that energy starts your day on a whole different trajectory even if I there's a list that I have to emerging, I say, I'll do what feels right to do as I go. Mm. You know, maybe I have this list of things, but I trust that the day, through this day, I'll make the choices to get done the things that are most important and I'll let it go. And I'm not holding myself to these really high unrealistic standards. If you carry a backpack or a purse, or I recommend going through it and editing it. One of the things I've done too to give myself rest is, my back and shoulders, we carry a lot of weight. We carry a lot of weight in our bags because we think yeah. we have to be prepared for everything. And so you have your makeup with like 90% of the makeup in it you're not going to use that day. You have like 
extra books that you're not going to read that day. And so really in the morning, I've been doing better with evaluating, like, what do I actually need need to have in this bag? Mm -hmm. And what is here just like as a just in case? And I don't want to live that way or carry that weight because I can feel it in my shoulders, in my back, in my body. The goal is to get lighter. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. My words from the heart are, I've been giving myself permission to take a break from caretaking. Mm. So I am a caretaker. I'm retiring. <laughs> Full on. I'm collecting my pension. I'm, I am a caretaker and I'm giving myself the permission moment to moment. If somebody is crying, I don't have to hold their hand while they oh cry. Oh my God. I can just be present in the room as they cry. If somebody is having a problem and they are coming to me for advice it's okay for me to say you know i i feel like you got this if you're doing something that you know is going to lead to super problems and destructions you don't have to at all do anything about that you can say they'll find out even the heart needs to rest and i'm giving myself permission to rest yeah to grieve to let go yeah to be in my own just sit in my own sauce to chill, to not like care, take all mm-hmm. the time and nurture all the time. And I am a Umi. That is my nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do it. But in this season, as the, as the days are getting short and the nights are getting cold. You're going to claim your little piece of heaven. I'm just got my little piece of heaven. And I'm just inviting you, if you're a caretaker, mm-hmm. to say, you know what? Like, you don't have to right now. Like, yeah. you can take a break. Yeah. And you don't have to stop because I think that that's one thing. Like, like you're saying you're retired. That, that for me, I love to caretake. Like, mm-hmm. it feels good to me, you know. It feels a part of my purpose. However, I can take breaks. Yeah. And I can decide when I'm caretaking and yeah. when I'm not. And I can be conscious of that. Yeah. You know, I can be conscious that every moment does not call for me to nurture it. Yes. And I I think to add on to that, um, the reason we can we talked about the heart beats as uh, rest as often as it beats is something someone said to me, and I I can't remember who said it, but I heard it, and um, they said it's the strongest, you know, hardest working muscle in the body, but it rests as often as it beats, and that that really resonated with me to understand that it's not about how hard our work, it's about balancing that out with rest. And for me, part of my retirement is based on the fact that I've lived according to this archetype. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I, I personally constructed that archetype from a place of what I didn't feel I got when I, when I was younger in terms of a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so setting out to heal the whole world, making the whole world my client, mm-hmm. has allowed me to grow into a lot of things that I'm really happy about. I'm really pleased with and honored for every single life and all the intimacy and all the trust and all the, every client was me. And because of that, I grew. Um, But I do believe I want to give myself permission to see what else I am. Mm. And so for me, hanging up the jersey and retiring that jersey allows me to explore the fact that maybe I'm also you know, a superstar (laughs) or maybe I'm also, you know, and maybe that, maybe that realm has nothing to do with um, me being, holding that type of space. 
maybe I command a different type of space and I still end up helping people, but from a different part of myself. And so that's what I'm looking forward to moving forward. I love that. Mm-hmm. Huga. Let's end on that. Huga and a superstar. Huga. Huga is allowing yourself to be <laughs> a superstar. Yes. We love you all very much. Very we, much. We appreciate you so much. Please follow us on, on the gram. And gift someone the episode by sharing it with them. Yeah. Let's share this with them. Share it with someone who needs rest. And more importantly with this episode, just, just get some rest. Just get some rest. Get some rest. Enjoy. <laughs> Get cozy. Yourself. Get cozy, cozy. Get some rest. Share it with somebody mm-hmm. while you resting. Eat your Cajun Popeyes turkey. Okay, we out. <laughs> <laughs>